Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us. Well, maybe they did. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. We were just reflecting as we started that we didn't get a single comment on the Conan the Barbarian imitation. I know. I was really kind of disappointed. I know. Yeah. I mean, I I thought the the sign-off was good, too. I'll be back. You know, I thought that was kind of Did you sign off that way? Of course I did. I don't think so. Oh, I I totally did. See, even you don't remember. That's my point. Yeah, that's the point. I don't think you did, but it's okay. It's okay. We're going to let it stand. Okay. Well, we are done with the six Psalms of summer. That's right. And you're done with your Bible study. Yes. And so my Bible Mm -hmm. study wrapped up and actually they asked for another six psalms sometimes Uh-oh. so maybe that'll be a summer thing for us like six psalm summer yeah every summer mm-hmm. we do another six psalms that would take us still many years to get mm-hmm. through the entire psalter um but i think what they liked was well the psalter is amazing mm-hmm. and also just working on memorizing and praying through the psalms everybody likes to memorize scripture not true but it is a good exercise, and I That's do, and you do, yeah. yes. It's a wonderful exercise. It is a wonderful and exercise. And the Psalms are fantastic. Yeah. I mean, they, they really do. It, it's a different way of approaching the Bible. You know, you're not, when you, uh, when you do a Bible study of uh, one of Paul's letters, you're really trying to go for uh, content, for following his train of thought, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Uh, but with the Psalms, it's, it's really more um, evocative. It's, it's more the whole emotional experience right. of the Psalm. Uh, that, that really moves people. And I love the Psalms. Well, that's a good, as you saying that, we are going to move in, my group is going to move into James mm-hmm. in the fall, starting September 1st. And um, But what the point you brought up is that we read different parts of the scripture differently. Differently, right. And that's especially going to be true when we talk about Revelation next, but mm-hmm. let's don't get there yet. But Revelation is sort of a beast of its own. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. A that beast was of good. Its own. That yep. just came to me. Yep. Um, anyways... So that we'll talk about how to approach that in a moment. But first, let's just kind of recap. We've had such a busy time in the church life. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was uh, I was thinking last morning, uh, it was, it was yesterday, yesterday afternoon, so I was floating around our pool. Right? <laughs> uh, I was thinking about how since we came back from Wisconsin, it's just been like a sprint for me, mm-hmm. one thing right after another. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I wrapped up the third of three church conferences. One was online. That was very good about church systems. Okay. Uh, the second was an overnight conference down in Victoria for the LCMC uh, district. And then this third one is uh, one I go to every year, and that was for our NELC, our National Churches uh, Convocation down in Corpus Christi. So it's been very busy, but it was really encouraging. You yeah, know, tell I've, us about the NALC. What, yeah. what, what are we doing in our church body? Yeah, well, our, our church body is growing, which is great to yeah. see. You know, so our, it's now 11 years old, um, 11 going on to 12, 11 years old. And uh, it's we are up to 454 congregations, which I was kind of amazed at. Right. And I wouldn't be surprised if we crossed the 500 threshold in the next 12 to 18 months. Right. And to me, that's really a, that's a turning point or an inflection point. You know, when you hit 500, that, that's a pretty big size right there. Right. Uh, but no, really good things are happening. You know, our, our church has now grown to the, part, the point where we have outgrown um, our initial organizational structure. Oh. Uh, yeah, we never thought we'd get this big. And so according to our... Our uh, beginning plans when we started 11 years ago, you know, the bishop was kind of responsible for overseeing everything. Okay. But you can't do that when you have 454 churches to oversee. Hmm. Uh, so they've making, they're, they're making some changes, uh, and there's a lot of conversation about that. But the long and short of it is the national offices, 
will now be in Dallas, Texas. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. they used to house themselves in the church that we mm-hmm. were at in Columbus. That yeah. has been a while since they've done yeah, that, right? Yeah, it's been a couple of years. That yeah. was kind of the startup. You know, okay. They rented space from us upstairs. Okay. Um, but yeah, so now it's going to be Dallas, Texas, oh. which is really exciting. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was very, very encouraging. You know, it's uh, these meetings can, can be long. It's uh-huh. kind of like a three-day committee meeting. Uh, but it was really inspiring and really encouraging to see what is happening and, and how uh, how plans that we made four or five years ago are, you know, they're starting now to bear fruit four or five years down the road. Very nice. Um, there's a big uh, focus on discipleship, which mm-hmm. has been a big part of our congregation. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and is a big part of our denomination as a whole. So we're starting to see that. Okay. So it's really encouraging. Yeah. And were you recognized for your 20th? I forgot to ask you. I was, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it was a very brief. They said, you know, uh, the following people have hit 20, and there's like perfunctory applause because, <laughs> uh, because they really wanted to focus on the pastors who had hit 50, oh, 55, 60, and 70 years of ordained ministry. Somebody was 70 years? Somebody hit 70 years of ordained ministry. So, in, so they have to be 90 plus. 90 plus, yeah. So he obviously wasn't there. Oh, right? but he's alive. Well, he's alive. Okay, yeah. and, he's still, and he's obviously still in ordained ministry if he's got the 70 years. Or is he totally retired? He's probably retired. Do you still get recognized? You still get recognized, but I, I would assume he probably is, I would think, for example, like in a senior living facility, maybe he's still right. doing... Chapel services or something. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but seventy, 70 years. years. Isn't that phenomenal. That'll be you since we're, you're not allowed to retire. No, because we I've have been six told. six kids to put through college. Um, anyways, um, speaking of that, on Sunday we are there is going to be something at our church for mm-hmm. your twentieth anniversary of ordination, as well as five years at St. John. Yeah, five years, hard to believe. And you're singing a duet with our daughter. I know it's a busy Sunday. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, and so at the praise service, which by the way we hit seventy seven people this last Sunday, so I was thrilled. Well, that's kind of back up too. The regular. Isn't that what we were at before everything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that's yeah. why I was so thrilled because we were service. sort of back up where we, where yeah. we were. So that was really great. Uh, yeah, but the, the praise service, I'll be singing a duet with Ellie called By Your Side. Mm, that's going to be... want to sing a couple bars for us? I don't want to okay. sing it, but that's going to be very right. nice. But, I will... I will um, record. I will have my daughter yeah. video it and I will put it up on Facebook. Yes, yeah, so it'll be a lot of fun. Yes. I, get to, I get to pretend like I'm in the band. Yes, so. you like to do that. Yeah, and so and then we've had uh, two good weekends at church. You know, this lot, this most recent weekend was Pastor Jordan Long from the South Sudan. Yes. And he came and uh, gave us greetings from the Lutheran Church of South Sudan. And to put some per- things into perspective, you know, our denomination, the NALC, is about 145,000 people. His is 300,000. And so that just gives you an idea of wow. how fast the Lutheran Church is growing in that part of Africa. Right. Isn't Ethiopia the biggest Lutheran? Yeah. The, uh, Ethiopia is by far the biggest. Uh, oh, my it's, goodness. It's approximately 7 to 8 million, depending on how you wow. count. Uh, and, of course, Sudan and Ethiopia share a border. So right. it's the same, the same region there. But, no, it was great to hear from him. Uh, we had the opportunity to uh, to uh, take him out to dinner last night from the mission committee. And uh, we're talking about maybe, you know, organizing some kind of mission trip over there. Yeah, that'd so, be exciting. That'd be very exciting. Yeah. And it was fun. One of our listeners actually was in some pictures. Nurse Donna. Yeah. I have to call her out. She was yeah, in Donna. some pictures. Mm-hmm. So it's a small world our, from our old congregation. And I know she listens, so she'll hear this. Yeah. But um, she was in some pictures because she's doing great work with the church in South Sudan. Yes. Yes, exactly. And he, he pointed that out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was up on the, the screen, sir, for a couple minutes. Yeah. I think, yeah. So. Yeah, so it's very exciting. And I, I feel like the last two weeks here at church, you know, we've just the way the calendar worked, we had back to back visits from mission partners. Uh, and I was, I was mm-hmm. excited about that. You know, yeah. really raised the profile of our, our work to reach 
beyond the walls of our own church. Right. So I'm excited. That was great. Thanks. So starting, you are starting a new sermon series next yes. Sunday yes. on Revelation. Mm-hmm. And so what we thought we'd do with this podcast for the fall, the fall is an incredibly busy time with all these football players we have in the house and back to school, which <laughs> is actually Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday, my kids go back to school. So we thought what we do is Eric will preach on Sunday mm-hmm. from Revelation and then we will do a kind of a recap discussion of that particular passage. Yeah. And that end sermon, maybe I'll have some questions for you, etc. Because Revelation is a challenge. Oh my goodness, is it ever? Yeah, and you can you can go in any number of directions. Mm-hmm. And we're, you know, even though we'll spend seven weeks on Revelation, because, okay. you know, we got to spend seven. I mean, that's just... Right, because there's like 20 some chapters. I mean, obviously you're not hitting all the... How much, what are you hitting? Oh, well, I'm going to go through the whole book, but I'd like two or three chapters at a time. And so, therefore, you can't really get into too much detail. No. Yeah. And you're not going to read two chapters at, no, on a Sunday, no, no. right? Okay. But what I am doing, though, is I'd encourage our listeners to go ahead and start reading the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. Uh, read chapters one, two, and three. Okay. So that uh, come Sunday, what I preach on Sunday will make a little bit more sense because you will have read through it by that point. Right. And then I'll be challenging the whole congregation to do the same thing. So we'll be handing out uh, bookmarks with a reading plan to read through the book of Revelation in seven weeks so that uh, it, it just makes more sense for people. Okay. Well, chapters one, two, and three are probably some of the easiest mm-hmm. parts of because it's letters, which we're familiar with because mm-hmm. Paul writes letters to churches too. A little different because they're visions or whatever, but still they're letters to churches, which yeah. you know are easier than so- the the imagery and the Yeah, the, the imagery prophecy. is pretty wild. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and as you can imagine with a book like Revelation, uh, there are, you know, there are as many interpretations as there are interpreters, sure. you know, uh, but I will be taking an approach that's been used in the church, um, that's been dominant in the church since uh, about the year 350 or 400, uh, a fellow by the name of St. Augustine or St. Augustine, right? <laughs> oh, well, you told us how I we know, have, which one are we saying? It it? Uh, Augustine. Augustine, yeah, thank you. You taught Saint us that Augustine two times. Yes. the English fellow. Okay, so, Augustine. Augustine, right? He was the North African. Okay. Uh, and so he's the one who really kind of... Um, solidified this approach uh, and the long and short of it is as is that it's an approach to uh, the book of revelation that doesn't look like that doesn't approach revelation so much as a script for what will happen in the future okay uh, so much as a uh, symbolic representation of what christ has already done what christ is doing now and then what Christ will do when he comes again. So almost all of church history, if that makes sense. Hmm. It'll make a lot more sense. It'll make sense when you get into it. Right. Well, I know one thing that's been helpful for me that I heard one time was, you know, you can't read revelation like linearly Mm -hmm. because it's, it's images of, or it's visions that John was given. Mm -hmm. Right. And they don't, they're not in order. They're just visions that came at different times. So if you try to read it like from start to finish as a linear story mm-hmm. it really doesn't work yeah and that's that's a very common approach especially in uh, in american protestantism over the last hundred years is to read the the book linearly mm. so one thing happens after another happens right. after another so on and so forth from beginning to end chronologically just you know one thing after another uh, but the approach i will be taking is one that's been used in the church like i said for 1500 years at this mm-hmm. point and that is to it's called recapitulation to see these things right. as um as telling the same story again and again and again. So a good way of thinking about it might be, you know, imagine if you're new to the Bible mm-hmm. uh, and someone said, hey, you know, if you want to learn about Jesus, you should, you should read the New Testament. And so being new to the Bible, you open up and you read, 
you know, Matthew. Okay. And then you come to Mark and you're like, oh, well, here's another thing about Jesus. I guess after he did this in Matthew, then mm-hmm. he must have done this in Mark. Oh, right. So you read through Mark. Then you come to Luke. You're like, oh, well, here's a third thing that Jesus mm-hmm. did. Well, no, those aren't three different right. linear things. It's no. the same story. Exactly. Told three different ways. Uh, and in a similar approach, the book of Revelation is not 21 different visions. It's really uh, seven visions, a group of seven visions told three different ways. Mm. So that's how we'll be approaching Interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's a great book because it's uh, one of the points I'll make to our folks in a couple of weeks here is that it's a very, very confusing book. Mm-hmm. But in a sense, you already know it because we sing it all the time. True. I've been, I actually have been reading it for mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks, knowing that you were going to preach on it and also knowing that... I kind of keep in my Bible um, on the head page of each chapter or each book. I write like when the last time I've read Mm -hmm. the book was. And I I do, I will say I have a new Bible. So Mm -hmm. there was nothing (laughs) on (laughs) Revelation. And um, in my old Bible, there probably would only have been one or two instances. I just, um, I don't come to it often. So I am doing it. Oh, it's an act yes. of love. It's an act of love. Yes. No, no, it's good. I mean, um, I really, what stuck out to me, especially in this first chapter here, was this verse 1 3. I think you saw I had a note on my mm-hmm. desk about it, but it says, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep what is written in it, mm-hmm. because the time is near. Those three things, what reading, hearing, hearing. And keeping, keeping that yeah. is what is entirely what we're what the goal is of all of our study of scripture mm-hmm. is not just to read and go away not knowing what you read but to read it to hear it to literally let it get into you mm-hmm. and then to do it yeah yeah preach Keep it, it sister preach it that's what we're going to be doing in james by the way we are going to be doing the word of god good yeah well james is all about that exactly you know so i'm really excited i i uh i was i have been reading through the book of revelation for Oh, six, seven, eight months, something like that. And huge commentaries. Massive commentaries, yeah, on, on the book of Revelation. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm not an expert on it, yeah. but I feel like at least I've got some, well, you should, some knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited because I, I, I get the sense that with uh, between the pandemic and all the craziness going on in politics and in culture, I think people are eager to hear about the book of Revelation because it does feel like things are just coming undone it really does but at the same time it's um you know it's easy to kind of say like yeah the time is near like this says Mm -hmm. just because of what's happening in our own country but you hear somebody like uh jordan long yesterday Mm -hmm. preach about you know the south about the sudan and their war Mm -hmm. and then even the civil war in the south sudan after they broke off is just absolutely crazy i Mm -hmm. mean we we're not even close to levels of that um no magnitude no, that's true. So even our problems are still mild problems compared right. to what most people in the world deal with. It yeah. seems so, yeah. Yeah, but I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I have a couple uh, interesting points going to make about, for example, the mark of the beast, mm. you know, without which no one can buy or sell. Mm. So some uh, analogies to our contemporary life. Oh, good. Um, Looking know, forward the, to it. The, the beasts and the whore of Babylon and all the other. Oh, and, all the other good stuff yeah, in Revelation. So it should be good. It should be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Good. Well, we will come back at you next week then with, uh, it'll be after he's preached the Mm -hmm. first intro to Revelation, and then we will come back and discuss. So we look forward to talking to you then. That's right.